You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Hello, listeners. How are you today? Let me turn that music off. I did turn the music off. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, coming to you from Key Largo. <clears throat> I, uh, I'm just on my last day, uh, full day, before I leave for an overseas trip. So I was taking care of some loose ends, like how I'm going to get the airport and things like that. So I have several options, and hopefully it'll be no problem with that. You know, you may get the, I don't know if I talk about, I guess I, you, I don't know if you get the impression how much television you wa- I watch, but I have a couple jobs, so I only have like maybe two hours. I don't drink anymore, so I don't hang out in bars, so my extra time that I used to socialize is usually watching TV, working out, or reading, hanging with the family. Since the family's in Poland, <clears throat> hence a little more TV watching. And podcasting. I can't forget about podcasting, right? Maybe you wish I forgot about podcasting. No, why would you wish if you're listening? You're right. But I appreciate you do listen. I. The nice thing, and everyone knows this, because they went through it. If you're listening to a podcast, you also probably have streaming video and Netflix, Hulu, Disney, Amazon, Paramount, CBS, NBC, all these things you can get streaming. Initially, it was an alternative to cable. Now, everyone seems to be charging shit for that. So, yeah. You know it is capitalism, right? Well, because I guess the movie theaters aren't doing so well, they're doing a lot of direct releases right to streaming video. And there was one, there's a whole bunch of shows, and there was a lot of interesting ones. And I know this isn't a TV podcast, but since I have regular listeners, excuse me for long my nose, uh, regular listeners maybe didn't get an idea of what, what I watch. You know, I told you about a show called Frank of Ireland. It's an Irish show, and it's it looks to be Brendan Gleeson's son, the actor Brendan Gleeson, Mel Gibson's buddy in Braveheart, the one they threw rocks at each other. You know, Brendan Gleeson has the big boulder he's throwing at Mel Gibson, and he steps aside, and Mel Gibson just picks up, you know, a plum-sized rock and hits him right between the eyes and puts him on his ass. Well, that's Brendan Gleeson. 
And uh, that's a good show. I told you about, there was two Irish shows I really liked. But first of all, you can watch it without captions. And second of all, they're funny as shit. And the other is Dairy Girls. And, you know, everyone knows about shit, Shit's Creek and all that stuff. So I guess the pandemic and all this stuff, when people were shut in, you got, you know, an eyeful of media since then. And you get to see there are alternatives. Just the other day, there was, an, every time I see an article about something, about it, a movie called A Classic Horror Story, and it's Italian. And they dubbed it in English. Did a pretty good job. I always have a problem. I, I, I usually like to hear the sound matching up with their lips and just reading captions. You know? Especially a horror story. You don't, I mean, you get some of the information. Because usually in a horror story, when people are really frightened, they're screaming, yelling, talking fast. They don't talk real slow. So... The captions kind of work. But it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was kind of a a mishmash of multiple things, the concept. But it worked. It, it worked the way, way they did it. Now, something that didn't work, and since we're not a podcast, I just wanted to, we're not a podcast that reviews movies. I am going to review one movie. And it's called Cosmic Sin. And I think the two, when I was watching it, the first 10 minutes, I thought, oh, interesting concept. Well, let me tell you something. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. It's one of those, I I got up early this morning before I had to teach my spin class. I, I was filling in for another instructor. And so I took... You know, took a you know I had to, two hours before I had to go to class and and the, I watched this movie Cosmic Sin and in it it's a Bruce Will Bruce Willis has second billing number one billing is Frank Grillo now who is Frank Grillo he was a heavy in the Marvel movies he was uh, the guy that worked for supposedly the uh, what was that? The uh, the unit agent. Uh, he was a shield agent that was actually a Hydra thing. So in one of them, I think it's Civil War or something like that. He shows up in a couple of them. He's a bad guy. And he's a kind of a good guy in this one, but he doesn't have... He has about the same amount of screen time as Bruce Willis. And the premise of this movie, it's 2545. And Earth is still around. And Earth kind of looks the same. The vehicles look the same. It's 500 years. 500 years into the future. Um, Almost everything's the same. The buildings. Cinder block buildings. And shit like that. And I thought, oh, that's kind of retro. And they're doing other things. And I said, oh, well, I'm, I'm watching. I'm trying to forget the whole movie. And you know, first you see Bruce Willis in a bar with a guy, and they get in a fight, and it's kind of interesting concept. And uh, I think they had, they give you a short synopsis of what happened between now, the present, and twenty five twenty four, and it shows humans go out in space, 
Okay, makes sense. 500 years, I guess they should be. And they're only on... They got to, they colonized Mars, but you see that they, the Mars colony failed like 200 years later. And then they colonized two other planets. And while they're colonized planets, they, run, they make first contact with aliens. And Bruce Willis is a disgraced former general who blew up and killed a whole population of rebels, 70 million people on a planet. And he was, you know, he wasn't put in jail. They just took away his rank and his pension. And when they make the first contact, this group called the Alliance, which is kind of like, I don't know what it is. I mean, they still, it's 500 years in the future and they still have kings and stuff like that, it looks like, or something. They don't really talk about that stuff. So in the beginning, you see it, oh, well, kind of retro. They think, well, we're not going to really change designs. We're just changing technology. So cell phones are pretty much the same, all these other things, except space travel. And space travel, it's weird, the adaptation on it is that they don't send out spaceships. They just send people in suits, these armored suits with these force fields out, which is an interesting con- concept, directly to a planet. Not on, on spaceships. So they got away from spaceships and they're just teleporting them to where they need to be. And I'm watching it and they still looks like they still have guns. Not laser rifles. Twenty, Yeah, they still, still have guns. It's kind of like machine guns. Heavy assault weapons. 500 years in the future. So they're still using... I know, I keep on repeating. They're still using that. They're still using the kind of trucks that look like trucks. They're not levitating. They're all ground, you know, they're, you know, ground, ground vehicles. So I'm starting to say this is starting to get silly. Until I see a bomb, a Soviet bomb, it's called a Q-bomb. And that's the bomb that Bruce Willis used to destroy the planet of human rebels that got him into trouble. So this tech gets his bomb and looking at, I'm looking at it, it's this big vial and one of the parts of it inside is clearly a wood screw not a machine screw that's upside down pointing up as part of the elements in it and I go wow they didn't even go all the way to Home Depot they looked in someone looks in the bottom of someone's toolbox and got some extra parts. And said, well, this will be the Q-bomb. We just put it together. And the storyline just went fucking downhill after that. And I just fast forward to it. The nice thing about it, it was, you know, usually Bruce Willis dies in these later movies, you know, after Sixth Sense and all that stuff. Not necessarily in, what was it, Die Hard movies. Funny, Die Hard movies never died. But in almost every other movie after that, Bruce Willis, and he dies at the end of it. Armageddon, Sixth Sense. I'm sorry if you didn't see Sixth Sense already, but that's a spoiler alert. He didn't die. He was dead pretty much from the beginning. Um, Looper, Christ, almost every movie. So he he doesn't die in this one. But the main character, the actor that had the top lead, I think he died. His son's in it. And the relationships are kind of lame and shit like that. And I'm thinking, Wow. 
Bruce Willis has really come a long way where he's just taking jobs. I mean, at the point of Sixth Sense, you go, when he did Sixth Sense, you thought, wow, he can really act. Or one of those West... um, uh, Wes Anderson movies. He did Moonlight Kingdom, I think. He was the town sheriff, and he was excellent in that. And I thought, you know, hey, now's the time to do acting. No. Someone says, hey, we got an action movie for you. I know you're a little old, but you'll play a general. A general who only has four troops with him. I don't quite get it. Why they had to call him back into action. I didn't really quite get that. Why would you need a general who's more of a strategist than a tactician? Well, he's a tactician. They're going to reinstate his rank if he goes there. This, you're going to take this old guy, a general, give him like five troops, and that's it. And even the other higher-ranking gen- generals with him. So he's not even out of a group of six people. Two are general, and he's number two. So I'm just fucking, I don't understand this. And they have the the top general's son going with him. How they convince Bruce Willis to do this? I've taken some jobs that I thought at the time were beneath me. But that was my problem. Not that the jobs were beneath me, that I was able to think that way. That a job's beneath you, she's just go and do it, right? Well, you know, but if you're really on top for a long time, like Bruce Willis, and then you go and take something like this, say, why aren't you just doing TV now? Why not Supernatural or or whatever those other shows, Stargate, Reboot? And what would that be for a regular person? What would, you know, you're a lawyer. Maybe you work a big high profile cases, criminal attorney. And then all of a sudden you're just taking jobs at DUI court. You know, soliciting for DUI uh, jobs. I, I don't know. Quite, I mean, I don't know if I'm that actor. If you need the money, if you need the work. You're just going to take it. And they say, oh, we'll give you a million dollars, half a million dollars, something like that. Oh, and who else is in it? The woman who was in, who was Will Ferrell's wife in old school. She was also in Entourage. She was the agent's wife, Ari's wife. And she has a big role in it. But I I just fast forward to it. The nice thing about bad movies, so I was going to wait. The last episode I did a podcast, I talked about procrastinating. And I said, I am not sitting watching this whole movie without... So I just skipped through the whole thing. I'm watching it. I go, wow, this looks like a different movie. This looks kind of cheap. This is crazy. The aliens look different here. The idea that the... What the reason why the aliens were attacking humans was never fully fleshed out. And they had a dilemma... It looked like they had a really good idea in the beginning. The idea was, you know, we didn't have to retrofit everything. 
to make it look like it's in the future. With just certain technologies we assume to stay with and other things. Because there's things 500 years old that we really haven't changed, like tables and things like that. They're still around. Plates. A lot of glassware. Paintings. Right? Bowls. Bowls are pretty much the same as they always were. So... I understand that concept. Everything doesn't have to be redesigned for 500 years in the future. But it look, in retrospect, it seems like they just did it because they didn't have to put that much more money into it. And then the concepts. The big concepts was you can't just kill aliens or destroy a culture without knowing what their intentions are. And that... You might be dealing with just a segment of that civilization, like the most hyper militant or most violent sector, and the rest of them could be peaceful. So why would you destroy all of them? Well, that debate, it's a Bruce Willis movie, that debate is all shit-canned eventually, and they just say, fuck it, we're going to kill them all. You know, just every single one of them. The first contact you have with another species is oh we're gonna and you know you do that a couple times you eliminate other species and stuff like that what happens when you come in contact with a species that is much more advanced than you and it turned out like they came in first contact with another species who was similarly technology they're a little stronger but other than that same technology similar tactics you know, the kind of turning the people into zombies. I just don't understand how you have this wonderful idea in the beginning and then you can just, I don't know, make it a tangent. And then I thought, wait, I do that all the fucking time in a podcast. I have a great idea and I don't go with it all the way. And I just go off on a tangent. And that's what happens in movies. But they have producers and script writers and when I saw there was a credit for a script writer I go what the hell they had a script writer I thought maybe they just took it out of comic books and just said hey there's some line here's a line here's a line and they were all like that the whole movie you know you know those movies but it's very interesting some of them do it on low budget and they Fear Street there's a movie on Netflix called Fear Street I watched that not the greatest, but it was consistent. It was consistent throughout the whole movie. And nowadays, like, the main character can be gay, a lesbian girl, and she had a lesbian girlfriend. Pretty pretty good, you know? That She wasn't, like, one of those lipstick lesbians. They were just two all right looking girls and happen to be lesbians and high school lesbians which is a little uncomfortable they didn't show anything really other than you know alluding to a little finger blasting I think they call it if you do yeah I didn't know that was we called it fingering when I was growing up now it's called finger blasting when you when you're having uh, I you know, you're just gratifying someone, like giving someone, guy gets a jerk off, a girl gets fingered. Right? Well, right, yeah, that's what these two girls are doing in the middle of the hallway or something like that or, while they're waiting to be killed. 
in this horror movie, which, you know, if that could be a response, I don't know what it, I've never been having the impending doom of a, a, a serial killer or supernatural killer about to get me that I'm going to be the first thing I'm going to think about is getting jerked off. You know, hey, you know, well, I know we may probably die, so why don't we just, you know, and, you know, you pretty much have to be vigilant. So, but it, it worked. It worked, whatever. I'm not saying it worked that little scene. I just said, oh, well, I get it. I get it. They didn't do, they didn't go into great depth over it, not detail. So it happens in life. Why shouldn't it happen in a movie? It shouldn't happen in the movie because of the budget and the people that are around it. I had this discussion with people how we always thought the military was full of automatons. Right? People are just yes men going, yes men and women going, agreeing with whoever the superior officer is. Well, from my experience and experience of other people I know that have been in the military, the most effective organizations, and the U.S. military, I think, is an effective organization, is because they ask for input and suggestions. The Eastern European militaries used to have this thing where they had, it's a conscript army, and so you have few people that are in there long term, except for officers and things like that, and you're supposed to obey them without question. Well, in the U.S., we have something called the USMJ, United States Code of Military Justice, UCMJ. And part of that is you, it's all right to, you, are, you have permission to not follow an unlawful order. Now, that's the tricky part. If someone says, you know, there's civilians there, we're not going to. We're not going to do a bombing on civilians or something like that, whatever. That's where the tricky part. But they have it codified. And when it's codified, it can be defended against. So the military has a lot. But movie business may not have that. People say, well, you're the director. You're the producer. We need to get this out. We have actors. You have schedules. Well, this guy can only be here for like a month. And I imagine this movie wasn't filmed over more than a month. I'm thinking. It's the way it looked. It looked like it was made in, a, in, in three weeks. This cosmic sin. Which, even then, I don't know how it applies. The title applies to the whole story. But it made me think about my podcast. It really did. I said, boy... But I'm, it's just me. I don't have someone guiding me back. And when I'm with someone, when I'm doing a show with someone else, I have to keep in the back of my mind, it says, what was the point of this? Why are they here? Why did I ask them here? Let's stay on topic. Stay on topic. Can I stay on topic? Yesterday I, I said, what if God was a procrastinator? I never addressed that. Because I was procrastinating getting my shit done. I'm going on a trip. I need to get this done because it's not. if it doesn't get done, I'm screwed. 
right? So I got it done yesterday and it felt a little accomplishment and stuff like that. And I said, well, what if God was a procrastinator? People say he made the world in six days and rested on the seventh, right? People say, people say. Some, the people that believe in it say, a Christian, a Christian in the Old Testament, you know, uh, uh, believers and stuff like that in, in the Genesis Genesis story, believe, and they say it's supposed to be impressive. You know, the first day they did this, you know, created Earth and then the sky and then the, the oceans and then animals and fish and birds and then man and woman. People say, "Oh, it's only seven. And whether they're saying, "Well, it was a metaphor." You know, some people say, well, I use it's creation, but it's more of a story. So evolution occurred, the Big Bang and all that stuff, but it was guided by divine intelligence. So that's more as God the procrastinator, right? What if he started out and he had the earth, the air, and the water, and he said, well, I'm going to wait a couple billion years. I'm going to make, well, I'm going to make some proteins and I'll come back. And then he started doing amino acids and then protozoa, then higher animals and stuff like that. And you go, wow, you're really taking your time with creation. Billions of years, as a matter of fact, to be honest. And with... With that being said, you think, wow, they, that, he, he did drag his feet. Now, that, and, and people say, well, it's better if he did it in a week. Well, if he's an omnipotent being, why would he have to spend the whole day doing it? Just say, hey, this is my idea. Snap your finger and there's a whole earth. Why would that have to be? You know? How much thought did he put into it? There's platypus out there. It's like a part beaver, part duck. Right? You had platypus, kangaroo, wombats, flying squirrels, regular squirrels, ugly fish, ugly people, weird birds. We make a bird that doesn't fly but swims. Okay. I got that. Oh well, we're gonna we're gonna give people peanut allergies. Oh, one of the most nutritious food sources. Not for everyone. Ah, ah, ah. Not for everyone. Some of it, we got this really great plant. It's highly nutritious. But in a percentage of the population, it's going to kill you. Can't have nuts. Oh, and another thing. Yeah, bread. Bread is great. Yeah, bread is the stuff of life. But for some of you, we're going to create celiac disease. And you're, you can't have wheat or gluten or well, whatever that is. It'll kill you. It'll get you sick. Just to make it interesting. We'll throw in some albinos and things like that. If God can screw up, and he accept that. If you're a believer in that, how do you give anybody shit for anything screwing up? 
I ordered these eggs over easy and they're sunny side up. You know? Well, even even God screwed up, right? You know, there's nobody, they said no one was perfect except Jesus. You know, they all screwed up because he had to, he, he, kicked, he kicked the game board over in the, in the Bible with the flood, right? Just kicked it over and says, well, well, fuck this shit. You're done. I'm wiping you all out. Are you mean that every other donkey that died in the flood, other than the two they put on the ark, and you know you ever you've heard the comedians say, "Well, how the hell did they, the greatest miracle of the ark was that the lions didn't need everybody, right? And why they didn't have to do anything with the animals in the sea, the fish and the mammals and stuff like that, right? But the flood, what's the big deal? Birds may get a little tired and stuff like that, but you know they had mountain tops and crap like that. You couldn't flood all the way to the top of the Himalayas." Not that they probably wouldn't even reach water. Wouldn't I think if there was a whole total ice melt, the whole planet, there'd still be tons of land. Unless he added water and then took it away. Because we're a little short on it now. It just made me think. And it was just a movie and I thought, wow. It puts everything in perspective. Million, million dollars. People have a million dollars a bird. We're going to make a movie. You mean you're going to make a great movie? No, we're going to make a movie. And maybe it'll get 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. I have to say, this is probably a 15% one. I'm a Rotten Tomatoes guy. So I always think, what's the audience think? What's this? And that. But then again, People liked Armageddon. They liked Carlito's Way. Or what was that other movie? The uh, Al Pacino movie. Say hello to my little friend. Fuck, I can't even remember what that movie is. Well, whatever it is. They love that movie. An over-top performance. You motherfucker. You know, with that... I heard, I I see Cubans down here a lot and stuff like that, and I've never heard anybody speak like that. Heaven's Gate. Well, what's the other ones? Heaven's Gate, that was in the 80s. That was a, 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 a huge movie. I think it was Spielberg or Lucas or, or um, one of the other big directors who went on to try to make this Western. It was just a travesty. The way it was made. And there's horrible movies. Tons of horrible movies out there. Tons. And if you think you you do a job and you get in trouble for it, realize that there's people that are entrusted with millions of dollars and they fuck up. Bernie Madoff. I mean, that's just pure thievery. With his Ponzi scheme and stuff like that. And his other people kind of effective. Like some of these private corporations. All these... I mentioned a little billionaires going into fucking space. All these billionaires. You had the uh, Jeff Bezos yesterday just shot off in his penis rocket. 
I mean, you know when you look at it the first time you see that rocket pop up. If they had the booster rockets on the side that were encased, they should have had them encased in a ball. You know, on the side, the rockets. Because that would have been kind of cool. Because it would have looked just like the dick, the the rocket from uh, Austin Powers that Dr. Evil escaped in. Yeah, it was shaped. It was just a penis with no balls. The rocket didn't have the sharp point on the top. The round. I mean, I guess they wanted to. They had the round capsule, and they say, "Well, a pointed top doesn't." Once you get up, uh, you know, the higher you go, the less resistance you have. So you really don't need the sharp pointed front when you get up. When you're getting up to. What when it's up to twelve hundred, you know, twelve thousand miles per hour, you're you're already in thin air, so it really doesn't matter whether you have an aerodynamic craft. I get that, but it still looks like a fucking penis that you're. You know, I mean the SpaceX ones, the big silver ones. That looks like something out in the 1950s. I was talking to my dad about it. He just loves this. I mean, you think about it. If you ever seen these science fiction movies from the 50s, they all had spaceships that kind of look like that. The silver one. And it always landed upright, came down, and people say, well, how the fuck are you going to land that? It's gonna, you know how much energy that's going to take to reverse that, those engines and land when you come back from outer space, well, they're fucking doing it now. I think it's pretty amazing. They just say, hey, listen, we're just going to turn around. We're going to reverse the engines and we're going to decelerate on the way down. Those rocket engines are going to be used to, de- to overcome gravity. Well, good, for you, good fucking for you, but Jeff Bezos and the guy from Virgin, Virgin Galactic. Which was two weeks before. And what's his name from Tesla? He didn't go up yet. I mean, how many billionaires are going to be? But it's pretty amazing that the U.S. has... Well, in the U.S., I guess Virgin Galactic is a British company, isn't it? But Bezos... Yeah, Bezos came down and he, he thanked all the workers... At Amazon for making it possible. He should thank them by giving them bathroom breaks. At their warehouses. That would be a great thing. Hey, when he got to the top into space with his penis rocket. He should have made a declaration and said. I declare you get a half hour of total bathroom breaks throughout the day. Right? You know, So you don't have to pee in a bucket. That would have been, that would be some proclamation. So who went up with him? An, um, an older woman who was involved with the space program. She was in her 80s. The youngest and the oldest person. And some, I hate to be spotty. I think it's some rich kid whose grandfather put up the money. The rich kid may have paid for it. Paid for the ride. But, I mean, paid for the privilege. Yeah, you know, to go up there for 12 minutes. 
the next one yeah they're supposed to do a couple couple of them and they, you know these billionaires say they well we're doing this for mankind the more they do it the more you think it's going to wind up like some of these movies like Elysium the one with Jodie Foster and Matt Damon from I think it was like 2016 2015 or 2014 maybe 2012 but all the you know the poor and lower middle class people and middle class people are still on earth struggling with limited resources and all the wealthy people are in a giant orbiting paradise over the planet and the planet's acting as a you know as a you know supply uh, thing for for the floating habitat that that would be my feeling. It's like billionaires saying, "Well, you know, we're we're making all this fucking money, and we're destroying the environment and shit like that." But we got to get these spaceships so we don't we don't have to live here. We're gonna fuck up. We're gonna fuck up this planet, but we're gonna probably move on to someplace else. Like they're living in a house, and they say, "Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything to take care of the house." But what I'm doing is making plans to move to a new house. It's going to take a lot of effort. And I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, I get I get the whole thing. Well, fuck you. Why don't you spend a little of that money figuring out how to get uh, heavy metals out of the ocean, plastics, shit like that. You know, convert harmful greenhouse gases to helpful ones, right? Right now there's, from the wildfires in the West, there's a whole bunch of clouds. I mean, uh, these the smoke clouds coming over the Midwest and the Northeast from the Western part of the United States. And we've been, you know, that's just one of those things. People don't understand. It just doesn't happen there. You know, in Florida right now, they have some of the cleanest air. We have oceans on either side of us. We have the, well, oceans. We got the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic and the Caribbean surrounded by it. Down here in the Keys and stuff like that. We always, most of the time, all there smells excellent here. So we don't know what those, you know, you when there is in the Everglades, if they have wildfires, when there's a drought going on and stuff like that, we might smell a little smoke. We do smell it out there when it's and the wind's blowing out of the north northeast or northwest we may get that but not so much and we may not realize what you guys realize people in the northern part of the country and go and say what is all this every time there's a fucking fire all this thing in california they're running out of water I'm not doom and gloom person and stuff like that, but just when you see a fucking penis rocket take off with some wealthy people, they go in there and they're high-fiving each other when they come out after they went up there for their couple minutes of weightlessness. Yeah, I've been in space. I've been in space. And, you know, there's a certain segment of society that doesn't believe you went in space. They believe you faked it all. You know, weightlessness. So... I'm going to leave it at that. 
tomorrow I will not be doing a show. Well, if I do, I'm doing it from my cell phone from the airport. That'll be interesting. Maybe I'll interview some people. Right? I'll just get their tacit agreement. Can I interview you? Can I talk to you about your trip? Would you be interested? It'd be nice if I... I, I, I've given up everything I'm going to run into anybody on my own that listens to the podcast. But I, I have, once again, I do appreciate the people that stop by and send me messages to Jim at keysbartender.com. If you have any questions while I'm away, you want to find anything out about Poland, any interest, I'm going to talk about my trip. Please send me the questions you want to know about my trip. Okay. I'll give you as much details. I may leave things out because, you know, I don't know what you're necessarily interested in knowing. Right? So, yeah, I'll do, I'll try to do some recordings while I'm in the air. And then I'll post them to my show. I got the app on my phone. It'll be fun. I hope it'll be fun for you guys. I do appreciate it. Please like us on Facebook. That's Keys Bartender on Facebook, Keys Bartender on Instagram, Keys Bartender on Twitter. And my once again, my email address is Jim, J-I-M, at keysbartender.com. Send any of your missives or requests to that place. And hopefully, maybe I'll come back with a little different attitude. You know? I won't be watching a lot of TV. Because I don't understand Polish. Oh, I, you know what? I, maybe I should spend the rest of the couple hours I have left today before I go to work doing a little Polish course here so I can get the greetings down. You know, last time I went, I wanted to know how to say whiskey and beer, but now I don't have to do it. I got to think about pierogi and kobasi and goulash. But goulash is goulash, I think. That's the word. Okay, talk to you later, guys. Take care.